Well, folks, I, I'm I'm trying not to laugh. We just uh, Damon Bruce, my guest, and I we were just rapping before we started recording here. But look, yesterday was no laughing matter. Game five of the Golden State Warriors was no laughing matter. They were down by 55 points. They lost by 39 points. The question is, how are they going to rebound in Game six? Damon Bruce and I are going to break that down and so much more. I'm coming in with optimism, Damon. I don't know about you, but I think Game six is going to be fine. We'll find out your thoughts in just a moment. Warriors in six. Everyone, calm down. There you go. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Damon Bruce, the voice of the flagship station of the Golden State Warriors, 95.7 The Game, at Damon Bruce. It's true, man. You, you might not say it, but I'm just telling people how it really works, dude. You are the voice of that station. Everyone else bows to you, sir. Uh, dude, look, man, I, 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 we could, I feel like the numbers from a game like that are irrelevant. It was just a garbage game, no matter how you look at it, unless you love the Grizzlies, a different story there. But uh, give us your take. And more importantly, I think, what are you looking forward to seeing in game six? What are you anticipating? Just, I mean, give me more focus and less slop. That's what they need. That's that. I mean, you, you, when you look at last, you know, I don't want to say last night, because I don't know when anyone's looking What's at a this. It's daily podcast, Damon. We're, da- we're daily. So yeah, you can say last night. It's all good. So in game five, like the professional I am, uh, the Warriors were just incredibly sloppy, incredibly unfocused. They were awful. I mean, that's the worst game of the entire year. There's no other way to say it. I mean, they have played well for about three minutes in their last 96 minutes of basketball in this series. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I thought that when we originally, you know, set sail on this, I, I thought Warriors in six sounded about right. And it's Same. still cracking to be that. But I'll tell you how we get to a sixth game is a little concerning. And what I really hope I'm, I'm not seeing are kinks in the armor that make me think, well, there's just, you know, I think they're going to get past Memphis, but they're not going to be winning an NBA championship this year. And I, and you I don't think so. Yeah. Like I, wow. you know, I even asked last night on, on social media, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, and maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't, but I can't remember a team that's a real contender getting beat like this. And someone quickly, you know, shot right back. The Brooklyn Nets blowing out the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Correct. As the Bucks went on to win a title. And, you know, very good point. Okay, so it happened last year. I probably should have remembered that more than I did flipping through my mental Rolodex. But <laughs> you know what I do remember is that Kevin Durant wasn't missing in that game. You know, the Warriors just got absolutely pounded with the Grizzlies down their best player. And it's really weird that Steven Adams has done more to beat the Golden State Warriors than John Morant almost has in this series. The Grizzlies are strangely a better matchup without John Morant than they were with him. And we saw how spectacular he was. I mean, It's been a really weird series for both of these teams, ebbs and flows, the peaks, the valleys. And last night that the valley, the Warriors crashed into is one of the deepest valleys of worst basketball we've seen them play 
in a really, really long time. I knew I was coming on today. I wrote down a few things. I wanted to get it right for you. That was an 11-point game. That was an 11-point game with five minutes to go in the second half. Warriors got the ball. That's at the five-minute mark, five minutes remaining in the second quarter. By the four-minute mark, it's a 20-point game. I mean, the Grizzlies went on a 9 nothing run in a blink of an eye, and they, now they got a 27-point lead at half. The Warriors go into halftime, and Mike Brown inspires the troops so much they come out with a 17-point third quarter. Like, that was just awful. Now they white-flagged the game, rightfully so, halfway yes. through that quarter. And, you know, Cyrus, the best thing that I can say about last night's game is that nobody played more than 25 minutes. You know, I mean, exactly. that's the best thing about it. The it, Hands down. That is the best part is that the Warriors did not burn themselves out trying to win that game. Damon, here, here's where I'm going to come back. I, first of all, uh, I've gotten more and more picky with booking guests as this show's gone along. Simply yeah, because I, I want... <laughs> but, no, because you because I, I want people to actually know what the F they're talking about, and you're one of them. Uh, and so I, so I, I'm going to really appreciate this discourse simply because you said that you don't think the Warriors are going to win the championship. And I, I totally disagree. I, I think this is still a world championship team. Now, if they lose game six, I'm changing that. But uh, here's what I'm looking at with the Warriors. First of all, we can't compare them to like the 17, 18 Warriors. They don't have Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, they are going to have games like this. They're going to slog their way versus dominating their way. I mean, people compare them to the... 2015 Warriors, and I think that's more apropos. I mean, this was that was a team where they collectively won, right? There was no, really no one guy that carried the the, the brunt of it, like uh, in a positive way, like like Kevin Durant did in the finals in those two years. So, and in that's in that playoffs, they were down two one to the Grizzlies. People were writing them off at that point. They were down two one to the Cavaliers. People were writing them off at that point, and they found a way to win. And and what this game reminded me of, and and maybe I'd love to know if you think we're on the same page here or not. The 2017 NBA Finals, the Warriors could not sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers because in Game 4, the Cavaliers scored 86 first-half points and blew them away. Right. Those 86 points were almost a record, just short. This was with Kevin Durant. And when that happened, this was just a year removed from the Warriors blowing that 3-1 lead, and all of a sudden they're up 3-1 again, and you're hearing all this chatter, and there's a nervous dub nation. And then they took care of business because that's what champions do. This is a cheap team that's and I know they don't have Durant anymore, but they have the core pieces from that from that that five year run. They they're familiar with this kind of experience and feel. Um, so based off that, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I'm not hitting a panic button. Look, I agree with you on a lot of the points that you're making. They have the DNA of a champion because several guys, the coach, the GM, the owner, they've won titles. They've been to the mountaintop. They know what it looks like. What I'm afraid of is that they're way too inconsistent for a team that doesn't play a player above 6'9". I don't know how you win an NBA championship inconsistently and short. If you're telling me that the Warriors are going to shoot nothing but lights out from here to the end of the year, yeah, sky's the limit. But I think we've seen enough to know that you cannot count on that. This has been That's a fair. team – I mean, this has been a team that when faced with a real defensive effort – has struggled a little bit. And, you know, I, I, they're so talented. They're so talented. I mean, I reserve the right to be very wrong about this. And in many ways, I hope that I am. I'd love to see the Warriors back in the NBA Finals. I don't know if they're going to have an answer for DeAndre Ayton if they don't have an answer for Steven Adams. I don't know if they're going to have an answer for Luka Doncic if they didn't even really have an answer other than an injury for John Morant. 
Um, you know, Steph Curry played a game last night, and I'm all for feeling out a game and letting the game come to you. But I'm not for him not taking a shot in the first seven minutes of a basketball game. I mean, that's nonsense. That's an issue. That's, that's an nonsense. issue. You're right. It's nonsense. You're the greatest shooter in the history of the sport. Find a shot. Create a shot. Run some action. Get him open. Get him involved early. The only way Steph Curry can go a seven-minute stretch without a shot is if he's got five or six assists in that same stretch. And that's not who he was last night. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that everyone, if you're talking about the Warriors winning a title, need you. this is not an option. You need to hang your hat on this nail. That Draymond Green is going to be a beast. That's the only way the Warriors are going to win anything. And not only has Draymond Green not been a beast, he's been terrible. I mean, times. He's, You're right. he's been ter- I mean, he leads this series in turnovers. That's bad. No, he has right. started more fast breaks for the Grizzlies than John Morant has. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, what, you know what was really interesting? I have a lot. There's so much we can talk about. First of all, I do, I actually believe the Grizzlies are, I, and I've been in the vast minority saying this, but the measurables confirm it. And watching the Grizzlies play these last two games, I think, confirms it even more that the Grizzlies are a better team without Jaw. This might not be the case in two years from now when Jaw maybe matures a little more, uh, becomes a better defender, becomes a better team-oriented offensive player. But right now, this Grizzlies team, I mean, everyone talks about 20 and 5, right? No, they were actually 20 and 2. They were 20 and 2. That is an insane record with a quarter of a season sample size to judge a team and to, and the last three games of the season they played without them, they lost largely because they had the second seed locked up. They were playing tough competition who was playing for seeding right. and they just didn't give it, give it, you know what? So this is, and this is another thing where I'm in the minority saying this. I think this is the biggest test for the Warriors. I think if they pass this and I'll explain to you why with the Suns and the Mavericks, why I don't think they're anywhere near the Grizzlies. Um, I think if they overcome this, it's all downhill. They are at the 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 peak of the mountain right now, and again, I know I'm in the minority saying this, um, but that's I really believe it, and I'm going to explain to you why in just a minute. And I would love for you to contradict me if I'm wrong, if you feel like I'm wrong, because I respect your opinion tremendously. Uh, first, I got to give love to BetOnline.net for all the degenerates out there that are that are putting money on this game, and those are the best degenerates on the planet, folks. I love you, people. The Warriors are favored by eight and a half. What do you think about that? Uh, in this next game. Correct. I'm yeah, I, I wouldn't touch it right now. I mean, I want to believe in them and I do think they but by eight and a half, I don't think I've seen eight and a half point separation except for one game from them. I don't, I don't Correct. The, the way that they're trending right now, I'm laying off that. What's the over under? Maybe I'd play with that, but I just I, the over, no, I'll say first of all, the what you're right. The Warriors in this series are one and four against the spread. Um, game three is the only game they covered all the rest. They've lost the Grizzlies are yeah. actually covering the spread. And that's always indicative to me of a great team, by the way, uh, the over under is two seventeen and a half. It's been dipping. What do you think about that? So here's the thing. I think you'd buck that trend. If you like the warriors in this game, cause they come out and they fire on all cylinders and they hit their shots. And, you know, I, I think we've seen enough from Memphis to respect what they can do without John Morant exactly. now. So they're not just going to roll over and die. Uh, I would play with that number before I played with the line. There you go. And you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures by going to betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. <laughs>
You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. Every day we're free and available wherever uh, you get podcasts. So here's where I think the Warriors uh, wildly succeed and why the, the Grizzlies are a huge challenge for them. And I love your take, uh, your opinion on this. When Draymond Green has a specific person to defend, he thrives. And I think that's a huge reason why the Suns are not necessarily a huge obstacle because when they play the Suns, DeAndre Aiden is Draymond's boy. That is his focus. That's who he's going to guard. Um, you leave Wiggins, you leave Clay to, and this is where GP2's loss is going to hurt a little bit, but those type of players will be guarding the backcourt. Draymond- but isn't he the king of switching? I mean, isn't that what he is too? <laughs> Well, if you if you create switches, yeah, but you're going to have your primary assignment, right? So, and same with the Mavericks. If it's the Mavericks, the only player Draymond Green is going to focus on is Luca. I look forward to that matchup. I think Luca is good enough to still score, but that's it. That's going to be a one on one where Draymond will prove he's the best defender on the planet. The Grizzlies don't give him that opportunity. They they're so deep. They're a ten deep team who, even with their little guys like Melton, who's at six two, can still leap and block Stephen Curry like he's a seven footer. Um, the Grizzlies are just, they're a fascinating team in the sense that they're long, they're athletic, they're smart, they're mentally tough. Uh, they don't really have many weaknesses per se. I really think that this is going to be the true test. And I look back again to this with the Suns, Christmas Day without Clay Thompson, which I know depends on which Clay you get, but you know, he wasn't there and they handily beat him in Phoenix. And then the last meeting uh, near the end of the season, they barely lost to Phoenix without Stephen Curry playing. The Suns don't worry me. I, I really just see them well, as secondary. I'll, I'll give you this. The Warriors do match up pretty well against the Suns, all things considered. But just the way that they've been trending over their last two games, I, you know, this team has been about streaks. And not just streaks that last a week, but streaks that last several weeks. I don't like the way they're pointed. At this particular time, what's this injury to Otto Porter? Blah, 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 blah. Any uh, news on that, by the way? Gary Payton is, I, mean, I, I haven't seen anything yet today. But, you know, Gary Payton II, I think, goes a long way to making true. some of these series easier. Is he back in the room? And if, you know, if length bothers you, I think the Boston Celtics are going to be waiting in the NBA Finals for whoever. beat the Bucks. I think – I. Well, I mean, obviously the Bucs took a, a big, big step towards winning that series last night. But Boston, I'm not counting them out yet. I'm not. No, I'm, I wouldn't either. Out. You're right. You're so, absolutely. Um, you know, defense really matters. And again, when the Warriors are at their best, defense is their calling card. And the man who plays that card is Draymond Green. He's just, he's not right now. Whether it's a one-on-one, me versus you, or me interpreting everything in front of him, and looking for a lot of weak side help from Andrew Wiggins or Otto Porter or whoever, it just isn't happening for them right now in this series. And beyond that, you know, like Draymond offensively is just, its he's not there. I mean, again, he's creating way too many turnovers, way too many. It's you sickening. Know? It's yeah, sickening. It's, it's awful. And the thing is, it's not like guys are defending him. I mean, Draymond's primary offensive move for about three games in a row here has been him picking up his dribble and then ballerinaing around his pivot foot 360 degrees looking for someone to pass to. And by the way, all of this is happening while he's 100% undefended. That's true. They are, they're, they're giving him the Tony Allen treatment. You're and right, you're he, right, man. That's that's a that's a that's an astute observation, and yeah, that's look, and that look, I think is where oh sorry, well, he's he is literally 
passing up a pretty good shot for him to get teammates worse shots. And you're, when you're that's happening, it ain't clicking. No, that's true. That's true. And and part of that I do think is a little recency bias because again, just two games ago, he actually played really good ball. But and, and this leads to something I noticed last night. I love your opinion on this because you're right. The Grizzlies made an adjustment there. And this is where I think the difference between Steve Kerr and Mike Brown is pronounced. It's very noticeable in that you don't see those third quarter, those halftime adjustments where the Warriors come out in the third quarter and you know, they've they've made smart decisions to counterbalance the attack of the Grizzlies. I mean, what what, Tram- what did Brown do last night? Come out with Bielitsa? That was the big move. No, no, no. no. The, the game was over by then. I wish we saw Bielitsa when it matters. No. One is is that they're they're not they've always backed off from Draymond, but last night they were backing off Draymond in the paint. Like that was the fr- I did not see that in the series until last night. He was in the paint eight feet away from the rim, it's, and they were like, float it up. Go ahead. We won't even defend you here. It's not that was crazy. Point. It's not that he's passing up jump shots. He's passing up layups. Yes. And that's weird. I don't, that's, I don't think yeah. that happens in game six and, and that's where an adjustment needs to be made. But, and then defensively for the warriors, the warriors in game three brought out this zone defense, which really like stymied the Grizzlies, especially John Morant. And that's one of many examples where I, I criticize his acumen on the basketball court, incredibly gifted athlete, but he just does not have it there mentally yet. They didn't adjust. He saw the zone and thought and decided we're going to do the exact same thing. Well, the Grizzlies finally adjusted because in this last game when the Warriors went to the zone, they responded by throwing it inside to open players like Steven Adams or, jo- or uh, Jared Jackson Jr. And if they did surround them, they were just kicking it out to an open man for the three. That's why the zone is not typically implemented traditionally in the NBA to, get, to begin with because you find holes and they they adjusted. So I, I noticed that and my thinking is, what are the Warriors going to do to counterbalance that? What are your thoughts? Look, they got to hit shots. I mean, that's it. We talked about this true. before. I think the last time, and this is this is, this is the most pedestrian analysis no, available, but it's true. It's true. Yes, it's a make or miss league, and when the Warriors are missing their shots, they're not a very scary basketball team. When the You're Warriors right. are making their shots, they can be overwhelming at times, especially when it's Pool and it's Curry and it's Clay all at the same time. When it's a sequence of bad Clay Thompson off the dribble shots, when it mm-hmm. is. Wiggins missing wide open shots. And I'm not looking to bag on Wiggins. He's actually maybe been the best player overall the entire series for the Warriors right now. But look, we know how the Warriors are supposed to function. They ain't functioning. And this is two games in a row now. What has Memphis figured out? I'm I'm watching it and I just don't know why there are so many unforced errors and turnovers. It's almost like it's it's Look at it this way. I've seen enough Warriors basketball where when things are going wrong, everyone wants to blame Steve Kerr. If Steve Kerr Kerr had been coaching these last two games and hadn't been, you know, out with COVID, he would be getting crucified. He would. He'd be eviscerated. But nobody is doing that to Mike Brown because they realize, well, at this point in the year, the coach really doesn't matter as much. And he's not as easy of a target as Steve Kerr is. So no one's taking (laughs) shots at him. This is, this is for the players to figure out. I mean, they just got to hit their shots. Steph Curry cannot wait seven and a half minutes into a basketball game when the theme of every basketball game in this series has been a Warriors slow start before he starts doing something. It's That's like fair. lights on, game on, play. Now, the Warriors played with no urgency last night. None, none. I mean, they they it's, it's like when a classroom sees a substitute teacher 
<laughs> yes, um, that's a good. Yeah, metaphor. We're not going yeah. to really behave at all today. You know, we're just we'll see you tomorrow when it counts again. And look, I, it's easy to get negative about what we've seen so far. Be and negative. I hope, I hope that I, you know, I'm not projecting data points that I'm looking at now into the future, but I'm looking at a troubled basketball team that got slow, short, and old in the last 72 hours. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, it's that's the appearance. I, I can't argue with that. I, I would venture to say that in the last two games, I haven't seen the urgency there. Uh, and, and here's here's the bottom line for me. I've never seen this Warriors team when healthy. And and granted, Gary Payne the seconds out, but look, he's not. If he's the reason for the Warriors losing the series, they got bigger problems than than what we realize. Um, right. Not on him. But I've never I've never seen this Warriors team when their core is healthy and intact lose a series ever. Well, and, so, and look, you know, Draymond said last night, and, you know, he's been a better quote and a podcaster than he has been a basketball <laughs> player in this series. Uh, Draymond says last night, you know, you lose by 50, you lose by five, either way you lost. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. But also, no, not at all. There are levels to this. And the Warriors yeah. being down 55 is a level of you ain't taking this seriously enough that is concerning to me. I mean, the Warriors yeah, don't I've, get down 55 anywhere. The Warriors don't even get down with 55 on the highway in a speed limit, man. 55? Are you kidding me? They, the that's last awful. Night, they were terrible. They were just – I got to, 22 total turnovers, 14 of them in the first half. They gave up 77 Correct. points in the first half. At one point in the second quarter, they had nine turnovers to 12 shot attempts. Yeah, I mean, no, it's ugly. Is, it was ugly. It was yeah. It was the yeah. ugly. It was ugly. I, I really believe they they mailed it in for the most part. The urgency was not there. That and, and it goes back to why I've been emphasizing on the show repeatedly. Game four was everything. Like they and I think the Warriors realized that too. This why there was so, such a tension from them in that game and why it was so difficult for them to actually pull it off is because hey, I think they realized. I mean, you're there's a John Morant made layup away from changing how everything felt from the jump. So yeah, this has been a very close, very closely contested series that has two blowouts in them, but it's, it's, it's just, you know, the Warriors to me, I hate to say this, it's such a trendy thing to say, but the Warriors are a vibe, right? <laughs> and I, I just do not like their vibe right now. Right. I think they are going to be good enough to get past Memphis, but I don't believe that they're going to be good enough to win an NBA title just with the way things are looking right now. Now, if you're going to tell me they're going to have a total, you know, refine their identity and, you know, Clay Thompson puts together – a 10 game stretch. Okay. Haven't seen much of that. Like it's a little late in the year to think that that's officially just going to happen. It's they're way too, they're not built perfectly for a deep playoff run and they're way too inconsistent for me to overlook how imperfectly they're built at this time. Cause I'm looking at real NBA teams everywhere in terms of size and everyone can shoot it too. I mean, Memphis can't shoot. They're shooting lights out in this series. They've been fantastic. And the Warriors are just giving up shots. I mean, at some point, you got to adjust to what you're seeing and get out of the game plan and play the game as it's playing out. And they just, to me, stayed way too within a game plan where I guess part of the game plan was they're not going to want to fly back to San Francisco. See, here's the thing, too. The, the, the Grizzlies 
have every reason in the world to believe that they can do this now. They're just yeah. young and dumb enough to think we can do it. They're chanting in the microphones, Grizz in seven. So they're you know, a, a little bit of, of, a, of a monster waiting here in game six. And I think we're going to know early on in game six, like, is this going to be where it ends or is this going to be where you start holding your breath? Um, I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, when we, when, when I come, when we come back for me, uh, telling people how they can save some great, uh, amounts of money here, I'm going to have to throw three positives at you. And I'd love to get your feedback. I I'm, I'm actually optimistic about game six, three, uh, three, three positives right three around positives. the corner coming up next. Yeah, absolutely. First, let's save you money with rock auto. Uh, and again, everyone's driving now. I don't know who's taking public transportation. Maybe some people are more power to you if you are, but most people are in their cars and everything's expensive. Gas prices are asinine right now. So you need to save money, folks, if you're driving. And that's where Rock Auto comes into play. You can save money and time when using Rock Auto because you don't have to go to a store. You can do it right from home. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? An example being a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are insanely low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, the big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So is Damon Bruce on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Damon Bruce. Here are my positives. And by the way, that, that Grizzlies in seventh chant, I think that was really ill-advised. I mean, if you why, why would you want to give the Warriors any sort of motivation or incentive? Why poke the bear, man? They don't and, care. They just, that's the thing. They're too young. They're too dumb. They do not care. Everyone was feeling it. What yeah. that trick is playing? What are you gonna do, man? I mean, that's you know. <laughs> yeah, hey. it's it's. I, I love seeing that because you know that I ta I tag Draymond and Steph and all. Anyways, so here are my three positives. All right, number one is game six clay. What are your thoughts on that? Game six clay. So uh, you know, it's some of the best memories happen with game six clay. Uh, is there a game six clay in the building? We don't know exactly. anymore. You know, I hope okay. there is. I, I, I tell you what, I like game six clay's chances of appearing in any of next year's game six more than I like this year's chances of him appearing. Now he that's could also drop 43 on us. And that's the beauty of Clay Thompson. So, <laughs> you know, he is, he, he is historically even before injury clay, been a streaky playoff performer. It's either a lot of clay or just a little bit. And the Warriors feel like they, they you know, a game six clay. What is that? You know, or, you know, is he, is, is he North of 25 points? Cause he was, he was there last night, wasn't he? Hold on, let me just look at this box score real quick. What he actually, he actually had a, he was the only guy that had a decent game. And Clay had, yeah, Clay had 19, 19, and he felt like he was definitely their best player. So he was minus 45 in the plus minus. That is that's 
I don't know if I've ever seen a negative that big. I I, I don't know. Where, I really know. That's, here's that's the, you know, it's so it here's the thing. It ain't just clay. The Warriors are at their best when they're making the right pass, when the ball is hopping, when there is rhythm to their offense. And it's not a, True. you know, here's the thing. The people who are saying that it's got to be isolation, like when Ja is out there, you just got to attack Ja, attack Ja, attack Ja, attack Ja. Now that it's, now that it's Steven Adams, you just got to attack Adams, attack Adams, attack Adams. That's not how the Warriors play. That's mm -hmm. not who they are. They're not an isolation. Let me go put it on this guy basketball team. It's not True. what they do. It is a team collective effort when they're at their best. So game six, Clay only happens if Draymond gets his head out of his ass offensively with these turnovers. If Steph Curry stops being a, a wallflower for the first quarter of a basketball game and gets a little gravity going in his direction because he's taking shots and opening up the court at 38 feet, you know, that's when the Warriors are at their best. And without that happening, you know, game six, Clay is not going to find it off the dribble. You know, you know, yeah. he's not, he's not, it's not who he is. He's I've never seen him shoot Clay. Yeah. I've never seen him handle the ball this much. I'm impressed with it, but it's not his game. Um, here's positive number two. And again, again, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping game six Clay shows up. We'll see. Number two, uh, the Grizzlies just don't like a lot of these role players that thrived in last night's game, players like Zaire Williams, Players like D'Anthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr. going four for six from three, Tyus Jones going four for seven from three. Uh, that doesn't happen in a road game. Role players on the road. That's that is one absolute box that you can check for the Warriors. You would think going into Game Six, you're not going to get a team wide. Everybody in Memphis is playing well tonight, but we just had the Warriors where really nobody played well. So. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. Role players on the road are always a bad bet. I wouldn't be betting on that to be the reason that Memphis wins. It's going to be Stephen Adams had 18 rebounds. Okay, that, that, that's you know that's going to be why Memphis wins if they do come in here and take Game Six. Yeah, he had th I'm sorry, 13 rebounds, but uh, but still, I no, mean, I'm it's, saying it's, that's that's how that's how they you know if if Memphis wins Game Six, Adams is over there looking like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> well, I mean, it is weird that that was the first game of the entire series where they won the rebounding battle, even offensively. That it trip that trips me out. And then here is positive number three. It's Friday night. That the last home game was a dud when it comes to home court advantage. The crowd, what well, you can even hear them. You could hear pennies dropping, pins dropping. I'm sorry. Until uh, the fourth quarter, you're gonna have a sauced up crowd. I'd be handing out free tequila shots for fans coming in. I'd be getting that, that place rolling. I Forget think you're going to be Gold-blooded. Uh, Gold-schlager is what. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, look, Friday night energy is a real thing in an NBA arena. Um, I think it's up to a team to provide the crowd with a reason to make some noise. And the Warriors didn't provide anybody a reason to cheer at all. No. In the first three quarters of game four, which you're talking about, that had the, the sitting on its hands crowd. But, yeah, it's it's going to be. A, here's the thing. I have been in Chase Center and have felt the spirit of Oracle Arena. I have. Let me know. By the way, let me know when you go because I, I don't go to games mostly because, like, I, I want if I'm going to go there with the media credential, I want to be with someone I, I like, you know, uh, oh, sitting next to me. Thank you. Let me know. Uh, let me know if you ever go. I'll, I'll yeah. roll with you. I, so, look, man. Yeah, we, I, I'd love to do it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be there tomorrow night. I got to make sure I get a hall pass. As you can see, I got children art hanging. Yes. I don't think I'm going to, I don't have a hall pass for tomorrow, but, uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll soon. let's go right. together. Hey, look at it this way. 
if they don't win tomorrow night, there might not be a game for us to go to. So let's hope they win tomorrow night, and then you and I can go to a game together in the Western Conference. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to entertain that thought right now. I, I do not want to think about hosting a show here. First of all, the game seven would be Sunday, so it, in theory, the next show would be announcing it would be a funeral procession. I, I don't. I don't know if they win that game seven, man. I. I you want to win? Game I don't know. Six? You want to win game six? Here's how you win game six. You get this gold-blooded crap just out of the lexicon, and you put <laughs> gold shirts on the backs of these chairs. <laughs> Enough with the black shirt. I want a gold bowl. I want I golden it. state warriors. I want them to come out in the yellows or the whites. I want every single person wearing a gold T-shirt. <laughs> that is how you wake up the beast. Gold T-shirts. <laughs> The key to game six, you heard it here first. I'm with you, man. He is. But by the way, before I let you go, I, I have to ask, dude, what are the A's really that stupid? Like, what was going on there? Can you put in your own words? What the hell was going on with that? Because are they really that dumb? Uh, I, like that question could apply to 30 different things. What 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 are you saying? Are what are they that dumb about? And what and criticizing you, you that the, creating this false equivalency that you're not criticizing the Giants. For their attendance woes, people—it's—it's. It's, I mean, it is blatantly obvious. You raising your season ticket prices for a team that you're not investing in, and seeing the the end result, which is an empty stadium akin to the beginning of the movie Major League—that's asinine. Yeah, and for him to come at you like that, and 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 propose a televised debate, and they backed out. Correct. Well, here's the thing: have I, I invited Dave Cavill in for an interview that was not going to be about Howard Terminal, was not going to be about Las Vegas, was not going to be about the A's future. I don't give a shit about their future. What I care about is their present and how they're treating yes. their fans presently. Yes. When you're operating with a skeleton staff on opening night, you're telling everyone, don't come back. Your business is not appreciated. Correct. So it's disgraceful. It, it is, is planned. They're sabotaging and dwarfing their own attendance records just like the plot of major league we've talked about this and it, it is, is uh, it's it is similar it's it's, it is, it's psychotic that we're seeing that movie in real life i i it is indefensible what they're doing i've never seen another professional sports franchise conduct themselves this way it's, it's insane here's the deal let's say by the time you and i are done talking howard terminal's been approved the city of Oakland just hands the A's $12 billion. Not that the A's are asking for $12 billion, but Oakland gets so excited about this project, they say, you know what, John Fisher? We're going to pay for everything. The city of Oakland will pay for not just your new ballpark at Howard Terminal, but Abu Dhabi and everything you want to build around it. So the city of Oakland's picking up the tab. Should be an easy decision. John, you want to build? Yes, let's build. It's going to be three years from today. It's going to be three years from today. Even if the A's get Howard Terminal, they are going to be playing at the Coliseum for three more years. And what are oh, you going to do? Let more feral cats move in between now and then? Like there is an opportunity for that place to be baseball's major league dive bar. And they yes. blew it. They blew it. They blew it. They could have installed LED lights all over Mount Davis just to make them blink. I mean, I'm talking about the cheap lights that dudes put underneath their cars to make them look like UFOs. It would have been so easy to dress up that ugly pig to just make everyone go like, you know what? This is charming as hell. I love it. Yes. The truth is, the truth is I've never heard an A's fan say I need a beautiful stadium. Not once. Give them no. a baseball team. They'll show up. 
I agree with you, man. And 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 for longtime Bay Area residents, they remember that Coliseum before Mount Davis was was uh, erected, and it was a fun place. No, I no one ever complained about it. it I mean, it great, was, but it, it wasn't terrible either. And here's the thing: exactly, I've been in there with Mount Davis erected. I've heard the Marco Scudero. Yeah, yes, that building when full of baseball fans that had a team to root for had as much energy as possible and for all of their loyalty they trade chapman they trade olsen they trade oh. mania simeon's gone everyone's a mania it's just it's disgusting how they've <laughs> gone about running their business it's a full dereliction of duty if this were a national resource we would have protests going on yes <laughs> Still should. You came out of that looking go like gold. I, I will say that. Like, I don't know anyone yeah, who came out of that one. Yeah, I think the A's won that debate. <laughs> no. Yeah, said, Dave, I want to have an interview. And he's like, no, I want to do a debate. What side would I be representing in the debate? The we I don't think it's right to treat your fans like crap. Is he going to be defending that position? Like, what the oh. hell is he looking for a debate for? And here's the thing. He wanted Brody Brazil to go ahead and be the moderator. Oh, you want the A's pre and post game host to be the moderator of this debate? Like, why don't you bring in Shooty Babbitt to just tell me what to say for goodness sakes. And by the way, I love Brody. I love Shooty, but Same. come on, yeah, come on, come on. We don't play like that over here. We do big boy interviews. If you want a big boy interview, give me a call. Otherwise I'm not doing your debate. I, I got a bigger audience than the A's do. They need me for a debate. How's Dave going to be debating himself? I, I don't know. I, uh, you look that was dude i was comedy i was for a moment so excited to see that because i was i was expecting you just a clean shop i have no idea how he logically could have defended his his any of his stances like i don't i don't I, you would have just literally mopped that floor and then of course they backed out what so there you go thank you so much was run out the time he wanted to put a clock on an answer and run out the clock and then change the subject i mean oh fooling me Oh, Cyrus, it's great to see you, man. I hope Always to see great, you in the brother. Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, you got to do it. Go, 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 go. You do your thing, man. You, you run out of here. You can follow Damon Bruce at Damon Bruce. Go Warriors. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Later.